Welcome to Fantasy Football BS with your hosts, Bryduck and the Snowman. This podcast is for all fantasy football players from your newbies to the most experienced players. This podcast is sponsored by Air Care Heating and Cooling, your number one air care heating and cooling provider in the Bay Area. In this episode, we'll be previewing all the games of the week, as well as giving you Bryduck and Snowman studs and duds of the week. So sit back and listen to this great content so you're the one dominating your league and hosting that fantasy football trophy at the end of the season. It's Bride Duck and Snowman. They come from San Man. They drop a little knowledge about the fantasy program. It's fantasy football. Mm. Division rivals player. Mm. Snowman's a Bronco while Bride Duck's a Raider. Yep. But that just makes for better bullshitting. <laughs> Two of the smartest football minds, so listen. A Raider in Fort Worth, a Bronco in the Bay. Bay. A mission to the top of the standings to stay. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Fantasy Football BS. We are in week five. Didn't know if we'd ever make it this far. Didn't know if we'd have a season, but we are in week five, everyone. I'm the snowman. I'm with my co-host, my Texas native and Las Vegas Raider rival, Bryduck over here. Man, Bryduck, I cracked open a beer. Uh, the wife and I, we had a, our anniversary this week. Uh, I'm drinking, we went to the brewery out in out, out in Carmel. It's, uh, it's The beer is called Yeast of Burden from Alvarado Street Brewery out of Monterey, California. It's a it, it's a good one. They're a big brewery, but they they did me and my wife on our anniversary. We we were able to have a nice time over there, so I thought I'd give them a nice little shout out here. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh first off, happy uh, anniversary, the, the big one year. You guys made it to the, yeah. Did you guys eat the the top of the cake? Did you guys save the top of the cake? Dude, we couldn't, bro. Check this shit out. So, we went to our honeymoon my my mom came to to check up on on the animals for us and before we got back there was an earthquake out here in california it opened up our freezer and we lost all of our food from the wedding leftovers and our cake are you serious yeah Dang, i was just like gosh that must have been a pretty good shake to shake open the uh the doors of the fridge and the freezer yeah, my mom said that the cabinets were all open. She had to shut them all. Like our cats were freaked out. So, and I mean, you you tasted our wedding food. That shit was bomb. Oh, like yeah, I wanted that when I was coming back. But to be honest with you, man, so we saved ours for one year, and it was so fucking disgusting. <laughs> 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 Me and Kayla both took a bite each, and we were, we both looked at each other, and we were like, "This is really gross." <laughs> it was like you know that fr- that like freezer bite when your food gets like that freezer bite taste. That's what the cake tasted like. It just didn't. It yes. didn't taste right. Oh man, that's that's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty gnarly. That, but uh, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell my wife that we we didn't miss out on much then. No, yeah, I, I I don't think you guys missed out on much. I always tell everybody just order the same type of cake you had for your wedding and celebrate it that way. At least exactly you're eating fresh cake and you're not having to risk getting like a stomach flu or something eating one-year-old cake that wasn't frozen properly (laughs) and that's exactly what we did we ended up having just a lemon cake out here so uh, it was still it was still good but i'm glad to hear from from someone that did that that uh we did the right choice and actually got a fresh cake yeah you didn't miss out (laughs) but no it's, it's pretty funny man right now uh i'm just sitting here and i'm like so weirded out with the fact that i'm eating halloween candy right now and we're already in october and we're in week five and it's just very bizarre we actually uh our neighborhood they do this thing called getting booed and uh right before we started the podcast i'm actually glad we started a little late because we would have got interrupted by some kids doorbell ditching us uh so what they do is they they like decorate your front porch and then they like put out like bags of candy for you and stuff and they call it like getting booed and then you're supposed to like oh nice then you're supposed to like pass it on to the next person in the neighborhood and they like leave a map for which houses have been booed and so the same house doesn't get it done twice to them um and then you kind of just keep passing along kind of a fun thing for the neighborhood to do Um, absolutely but man this entire little pumpkin head that i'm showing you on camera but nobody else can see uh it's probably like half the size of my fist was completely filled with candy corn when we started this not more than about five minutes ago and it's completely empty (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so I'm like, uh, damn, we're already in October. There goes my diet. <laughs> we have candy corn at, up in uh, our kitchen out here. And, and it's the most just... underrated candy there is. Everybody hates on candy corn. It's so it's so good. It's so good. It, my wife's always like, um, it looks a little bit less than, <laughs> than what it was. That candy well, good looks thing there's suspect. tons of it out right now, so. Yeah. I can easily replenish and keep eating. Yeah, when the kids get their candy, there's two candies. I go in there and I steal it all. It's the candy corn and the Reese's peanut butter cups. Boom, my boy, right Those here. Those are mine. My boy. Uh, you guys get to keep that, the rest. Yeah, that that's the that's the chocolate I like eating. Those those Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, that's number one. There we go. There we go. Let hit us up with what we're listening or speaking about today. Yeah, so our uh, our, our uh, discussion points for this episode, we're going to be going over all the injuries of the week to be uh, to be aware of. So all of your questionables, your doubtfuls, your outs, um, anybody new who's been placed on injured reserve that you should be aware of. Um, we'll also be going over our studs and duds recap from week four, uh, who won week four, and then also we'll be doing our studs and duds for week five. So the guys that you guys should be kind of keeping an eye out for. Um, if you're on social media, Instagram and YouTube, follow us at Fantasy Football BS on Twitter at Fantasy FBBS. Uh, all major podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Acast, anywhere where you listen to your podcasts, you can find us at Fantasy Football BS. Absolutely. There you go. There you go. And and always, definitely, everyone hit us up. Uh, hit us up, DM us on, on Instagram or on our social media and let us know your questions. I know we've had a lot of questions. I know I'm sitting at work and a ton of questions are coming in of who should I start, who should I not, uh, all of that. So we definitely love the, the engagement and we'll definitely start shouting you guys out here uh, as well. But always give a nice little shout out to our sound engineer. <laughs> all right, going going right into it here, Bryduck. I know this list just keeps getting longer and longer. It is insane. But just for everyone on by this week, we have Green Bay and we have the the Detroit Lions. So those are those are two people. So my Aaron Jones has got to sit on the bench, which I know Bryduck is very happy about since we play each other this week. So he's. Very happy that Aaron Jones has to has to sit out the week uh, that we play each other. But Bryduck, start us off with some of these injuries. This thing is massive, bro. Man, I can't it, believe it. It is literally growing by like as we're talking right now. Like Chris Godwin just got labeled as out now. I mean Odell Beckham's now listed with an injury. It's just the 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 list just continues to grow. I can't keep up. I can't keep up. Um, it, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, I mean the the thing is though with with the injuries this year is we talked about it and building that depth and having quality depth right now has never been more important. Um, I know in the, all the leagues that I'm in, as soon as like some of these uh, these COVID things started popping up, I mean if the Titans keep infecting the rest of the league and the rest of their players, we're not going to have a, a season to play here. So if Tennessee could just uh, quit quit spreading the virus, that would be great. Um, but I mean, literally right now you're you're looking at all these players on on COVID watch and then injuries. So it's it's been pretty gnarly. But jumping into running backs, you've got Cam Akers. Um, he's he's questionable. He still hasn't come back. He's still dealing with that that ribs injury. Um, so if you're Holding on to that Cam Akers hope like I am, and you're like, you know, hoping a prayer that when he comes back, he'll take over the the backfield. Um, you know, that's that's really the hope because Henderson had a shot. He didn't seem like he really took advantage of it. Uh, Brown hasn't t- hasn't taken advantage of it, so no running back there in in uh, L.A. for the Rams has really decided that they want to be the number one guy. Very frustrating backfield to have to, to for fantasy owners. Oh yeah, absolutely. Very very frustrating. Um, Sony Michelle gets placed on IR. Uh, he he's dealing with a quad injury. Um, so uh, you know our our uh, waiver wire pickups of the week that we posted out there on on Instagram had uh, Harris on there. So if you were able to go get Harris, you know he looked pretty good in that first game. Put up a hundred yards rushing. First game back. Um, you know all that. Uh, summertime hype that was kind of surrounding him before they had to place him on IR, uh, you know, really showed. It showed he has that explosiveness. He had that big run there. So um, definitely a guy to keep an eye on. 
Uh, Austin Eckler, another guy. I mean, the injuries just keep on coming for big names. Uh, grade two hamstring strain for for Eckler. It, he's listed as doubtful. I mean, I don't I don't know why they didn't just put him on IR. It's not like he's going to be back within three weeks. I mean, he couldn't even put pressure. They literally on him. had to I mean, carry him bad. off the field and then put him on a cart and cart him off the field. Uh, yeah. I don't understand. Like. I don't know. It's just, that's a strange one to me because we all know with a hamstring injury, especially something that's listed as a grade two hamstring strain. I mean, probably looking at four weeks minimum. So place the guy on IR so people could throw him on IR and pick up another bench player. You're killing us over here. Exactly. Come on. Come on. Think of, think of the, think of the fantasy owners, people. Uh, Zach Moss, another running back, gets uh, gets injured. He's dealing with a toe injury there, so Singletary's value stays, you know, a little bit higher. His stock is a little higher with with Moss out. So um, the longer he did pretty good last week uh, by himself. Yeah. So he he definitely caught some balls out of the backfield as well. And I, I know my buddy. I tried to trade for Singletary about a week ago, and I know he's happy that he kept him and and didn't because that helped him win. But just an, another unfortunate injury to, to that rookie running back not being able to, to produce early on. Yeah. And then you got Raheem Mostert. Uh, he, he's got the knee injury. You know, they're, they're saying that he's probably going to come back. Uh, Jarek McKinnon value will go down a little bit there. So that's a name to keep an eye on if you're a Mostert owner. When he's in and he's healthy, he's, he's a, a must start. Um, you know, he puts, up, he puts up big points and seems to always have those explosive runs that you know 50 60 80 yard runs i mean he's just he's very uh explosive so if mo and it's kind of crazy because like before then right i, I mean i was playing someone and, and that week he had that 80 yard run and then, and then he got the injured next, and then he got injured but the next four carries he had like three yards yeah and it was just like and it was like that in week one as well he had one huge long run and then the rest of the game it kind of kind of didn't really do much so he's very explosive and just seems to always get at least one or two big plays off to to kind of help out the owners yep yeah absolutely and then you got leonard fournette uh he's dealing with that ankle injury he he's been such a a strange one to evaluate for me probably one of the I would say biggest questions we get week to week is is four net questions. You know, is he valuable? Do I keep him? Do I trade him? Would you trade him for this person? Would you trade him for that person? I mean, four net right now is is kind of like a, a wait and see to me um, because when Ronald Jones is in and he's the guy, when when four nets out, Ronald Jones is showing that he can put up big numbers by himself. Um, so when four nets in the mix, I think it just muddies the waters and kind of ruins both of their or obviously ruins both of their value when they're both healthy. So, um, I don't know. Fournette's a strange one to me, but he's, he's a guy to keep an eye on. If you're in a deep league and, and you're starting them, uh, as a flex, probably a flex option there. Um, just keep an eye on, on that ankle injury. Good, good job. Good job there. And, and going into the wide receivers here, Michael Thomas is listed as questionable. Everything that, that we're getting is, I mean, he could very well play this week, which is uh, coming back pretty early from from a high ankle sprain that that he suffered in that in that week one game. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I still am fearful. If I'm a Michael Thomas owner, I might as well just keep him on the bench one more week, just because even if he does come back, is it going to be another Julio Jones situation where he's going to end up re hurting himself, or is he just going to be put on a snap count? And just be useless anyways because he's not going to be on the field for very much that first week. Yeah, uh, Devon. It's just a, to, just a touch on that one with Michael Thomas. I, like like you're saying, they have a bye week next week. Why why rush him back this week? Hold him. Just hold him yep. out. Hold him out this week. Let him have this week plus the bye week next week. Bring him back week seven. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, I I completely agree. And sucks for fantasy owners. And, it sh- and again, it should have been one of those things where they could have put him on IR. And helped out fantasy owners. We said it from Sorry. the beginning. Sorry, High ankle wife. sprain, four four to six weeks. We said it. You know, yep. that's what that's yep. what you're looking at. Absolutely, absolutely. Devonte Adams gets gets a week uh, to to help out his hamstring and and ankle injury. He sent that cryptic text 
that he was ready to to go and but people know his body more than better than he does apparently so uh that was definitely very cryptic and uh green bay well they didn't need him anyway because they just the scraped steamrolled but uh, uh, another wide receiver, Mike Mike Evans, listed as questionable with a hamstring injury. And with Godwin out, Mike Evans, again, skyrockets his value. Uh, Alan Lazard on IR. This one pisses me off because as soon as I go and, and get Lazard to be on my bench, but, man, he goes out with an IR with a core muscle injury and could be much longer. Julio Jones, man, what luck for Julio Jones owners comes back, ends up re-aggravating that same hamstring injury, which is not a good sign. That's not a good sign. It could be something that is lingering and gone for weeks. So last week I made a, uh, a trade, if you guys remember, where I traded Julio Jones and uh, uh, who else did I trade? I believe it was Montgomery and Keenan Allen. And I got back a uh, uh, OBJ and Josh Jacobs. And OBJ just goes out and just has a career day for, uh, you know, fantasy points wise. And uh, Julio re-injures that that hamstring. And I said it last week with those soft tissue injuries when – when I have a, a wide receiver that gets a soft tissue injury, as soon as they are healthy and ready to go, I try to trade them uh, because the chance of re-aggravating that hamstring injury is so high that I don't want to deal with it. And yep. you've got Mike Evans, who had an injured hamstring to start the season, and now he re- re-aggravates his hamstring, so now he's questionable. Yep. And like you just said with Julio Jones, he re-aggravates his hamstring again. So how long is that going to set him out for an 0-4 Falcons team that has nothing to play for? Exactly, exactly. And and also, you have Calvin Ridley, who's who's battling that hamstring issue as well. So And for, for me as Calvin Ridley owner, he got zero points last yeah, week. Yeah, that was a rough game. Zero, zero points for a team that passes a lot and needed to pass a lot, and they just—he wasn't even targeted a bunch. I think he was targeted twice, three times. Three times, yeah. yeah it so. was—it was just—it was—it wasn't very much, and kind of scares me uh, going forward with with Calvin Ridley. So Calvin Ridley owners, watch out if Julio Jones is injured and and Calvin Ridley is not fully healthy with that with that hamstring, could be a, another issue going forward. Uh, Marquise Brown just came up as listed as questionable. That came up uh, on later on Wednesday that he was limited on practice. Uh, I think they are just kind of holding him out for reps, but he was still listed as questionable. A.J. Brown uh, still has that knee issue with Tennessee, questionable. Chris Godwin, like we'd said earlier, is, is uh, was downgraded to out. And Corey Davis uh, listed as questionable because he fell on the COVID list today. Man, so those that's something those to, to Tennessee keep an eye out. Titans. What is what is going right. on? Are they sharing water bottles with each other? I mean, what is going on? What what are they up to? I think last count they're was just practicing 18, at, people now. Yeah, they're practicing at, at high school facilities and, and just like what? giving it to each other, even though they're not supposed to be with each other. It's just crazy, man. It's just crazy. I I, I know that they're probably going to be facing some discipline from the league. Uh, yeah. because of this mess that they're making. Um, because, I mean, man, they literally had to change people's bye weeks last week. Like, it's just been yeah. absolute chaos. Um, oh, absolutely. With, you know, not only their own team, but then the teams that they're playing against, you know, and then all of a sudden a, a player from their team might pop up as being positive for COVID, and it's like, well, did I catch it because we played the Titans, you know? Like, it's just yeah. been, been a wild a wild week for uh, for that organization. I mean, you know they're pissed. You know the NFL's pissed because, especially with all these photos coming out that they were actually practicing even though they were not supposed to be with each other. Yeah. <laughs> just try to pull a Patriots and be sneaky, and they and they failed. At least win a Super Bowl and then come out later on after you won the Super Bowl that you cheated somehow. Co- come on. COVID gate. <laughs> COVID gate. There we go. I like it. I like it. What about the tight ends? Uh, yeah, we got two tight end injuries to keep an eye on. Uh, you got Dalton Schultz uh, with the Cowboys. He's dealing with the thigh injury there. He's listed as questionable. And Jared Cook, 
Um, he's listed as questionable there with the with the groin injury. And as always, keep an eye out. Braddock does a great job with updating everyone with a fire drill for over the weekend for all these injuries and, and letting you know before those Sunday games so you guys have plenty of time. But if you got any questions, hit us up. Now going into Thursday night football here. Now this is going to be Tampa Bay versus Chicago. I've been bashing the Thursday night scheduler for a couple weeks. It's a it's a little bit better here. A couple uh, three but, and one teams at least. Yeah, uh, uh, ra- rather teams. than two zero oh, and three teams. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, and I mean it's struggling watching my Broncos. So even that zero oh, and three, even though I got to watch them on prime time, I was like, shit, it's gonna <laughs> suck. <laughs> and we almost lost it. So moving on, uh, Scotty Miller. Now, does his with Godwin out is is this going to be a, a a good pickup for people this week? Oh, absolutely! With Godwin out, you have to you have to go pick up Scotty Miller. He's coming out to to be a a, a favorite target for Tom Brady. He he loves those little he, dudes, man. He does he always seems to find his shifty little slot receiver? And we thought that Godwin would take on that role, but. Hey, if you can't stay healthy, uh, you can't stay on the field, you're, you're not going to be that guy. So, so yeah. far, Godwin hasn't had that opportunity because he's been been injured. But it uh, looks like Scotty Miller is definitely taking that opportunity. And uh, he's becoming quite quite the little player out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I mean, he had – Tom Brady had Wells Welker. He had Julian Edelman. Now possibly Scotty Miller. So, I mean, track record shows that he, he likes these little shifty dudes. And Tom Brady, man, he sucked the first couple weeks. He's actually finished after week three and week four. Just those two weeks, he's considered a QB five. The last uh, the last two weeks, put up forty five points in our league last week with some bonuses, but forty five points, retarded. Yeah, no, I, I mean, here's here's the debate, right? You know, people people want to keep asking the question is tom brady still elite is tom brady still elite well the the question for fantasy football players isn't really necessarily whether or not he's elite anymore we don't we don't care you know we care is if he can put points on the board and he's he's showing he can do that these last couple weeks it seems like you know they're starting to kind of get in a rhythm there um you know and i think i think he's starting to get comfortable with those new targets you know we, we yeah. said it from the beginning, this first quarter of the season, the first four weeks, had to be treated like preseason. And this is that first quarter was kind of for a lot of these teams to evaluate what they have and for them to actually put it together on the field. So now that Tom Brady's kind of getting to know these players, I, I say watch out. Um, I think that, you know, if Godwin and Evans can get healthy, if they can get fully healthy, this can be a super dangerous team. Absolutely. No, 100%. And they've definitely proved it. And especially, I, I'm definitely looking forward to, to how they match up against a good Chicago defense. I mean, Chicago's defense is, is no joke again this year. They're starting to put up some pressure and, and starting to put some some tough matchups together. And they're 3-1 and one for a reason. And it ain't their fucking offense, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> so, and on the flip side for the Bears over there, you know, a couple guys to to keep an eye on is is you got Allen Robinson over there, um, who, who's yeah. been looking good, you know. So, and then uh, also, you know, Trubisky's out, Foles is in, you know. So let's see if if they can continue kind of riding that wave, and if Foles can catch magic like he did in Philly, you know, years back. Um, but I, I think this will be an exciting game to watch. I, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing a couple competitive teams that, you know, you, you, you're, you're always looking at the Bears and the Buccaneers as being some really good defensive teams. Um, the Buccaneers now are kind of more of a, an offensive team, so you got offense versus defense in this matchup, and yep. I think it's going to be a really interesting game. Absolutely, absolutely. Perfect segment right there. And let's just take a pause to listen to our sponsors. If you're looking to add to your sports memorabilia collection, do yourselves a favor and check out the best in the business, Bay Breakers. They'll give you a chance to win full-size football helmets signed by some of your favorite players. I've already added some fire helmets to my collection, and you can too. Just follow Bay Breakers on Facebook and get in the game. All right. Thank you, Bay Breakers. Again, we'll check them out on Facebook. 
definitely dropping that sick uh, merchandise for you guys. And again, thank you obviously to, to them for, for helping us out and, and going into into some Sunday excitement games. There's there's I, I've listed a couple games here that are, are pretty interesting to, to take note and and the first one just being Tennessee. COVID gate at its best coming out, <laughs> playing Buffalo. Do not do not mess with Josh Allen, Tennessee. I'm telling oh you, do not God, mess with man. my quarterback. Josh Allen is just making a case for MVP. He just continues to put up big points. He continues to impress. Um, you know, this is going to be a really good game. I, I, I'm looking forward to this game. This is a, a game that in years past, probably a lot of people wouldn't have cared about. But this year, Tennessee and Buffalo are, you know, they're they're at the top of the game right now. So this is going to be a really competitive game. And I, I don't know if, if the extra time off gives Tennessee an advantage here. Um, you know, I, I almost wonder with everything that's going on in that organization, if they're just so, you know, like kind of running around all over the place, if they've even had time to really put the effort and time into the game plan that they need to. I almost, and, I almost and wonder would, if it's if it's more of a of a you know, of a deterrent to winning than it is going to be something that's going to help them out. Yeah, no, absolutely. And as a coach, I know always coming off being able to have more time to break down film is always helpful. But then again, you've seen it with with your job as well. Just if if there's COVID testing, it's just running around like crazy within within a company and organization to make sure it gets under control and how much time do these players actually and coaches have to just with all the calls they got to field and everything they got to make sure it's safe to return to the facility how much have they actually had to prep and get ready i i just think for at least derrick henry uh he gets he's putting a lot of miles on uh the last year and couple games here touching the ball quite a bit so giving him kind of that that extra time off a little bit may help but they're facing a Buffalo team that can put up some points. Now, Tennessee's used to kind of controlling the game with their with their run game, nice little play action going on, making sure that there's no big plays given up on defense and just kind of controlling the time of possession there. Now you're going up against a team that can get on top of you very quickly. So how is Tennessee going to handle it? if Buffalo can just jump out like Josh Allen has been able to do this season very well. And uh, and another game can I just kind of wrote down here, Arizona and, and the Jets, more just the fact of can Kenyon Drake finally get a shit together? Oh, my God. I know I, <laughs> sent, I sent you my notes. So every every weekend I, I kind of just open up my notepad on my phone and I just jot down random thoughts that come to my head as I'm watching games. And I just have a simple key point that literally just says, Drake sucks. <laughs> <laughs> literally, that's all it says. Just one key point, and it says, Drake sucks. You know, I, I, I had him listed as a dead last week, and he didn't disappoint because he was a dead for me. And I, I hit on that one. Um, but, you know, he is he, – he's – just somebody that we all had high hopes for, you know, somebody that was probably taken in many of your leagues in the second round. If you got lucky, you might've gotten him in the third round. Uh, and you know, you kind of built your roster around him and, and whoever you drafted in that first round. And absolutely right now, if he's putting up the, the type of numbers and the, the output that he is, it, you're very disappointed as a Drake owner. So, this week, I, I look at Drake and I'm like, man, it's the fucking Jets. You have got to have just the type of game that reinstills hope into fantasy you know, owners' minds that you can be that guy. Because um, if you can't put it together against the Jets um, and you are a Drake owner, I highly urge you to sell them quick for whatever you know type of value you can get out of it. Because... Um, you know, last week we expected, you know, that that was a good matchup. I went out on a limb calling him. A, he was going to be a dud and he, he ended up being a dud, um, which was actually more of a shock to me. It was more of a uh, I'm throwing a dart at you type thing. But yeah, hey, man, like you have got to wake up. This is the Jets now. You've got to go out there and, and put up some big numbers. You can't be rushing 
15, 20 times a game for 35 yards. You know, yeah. that's just, that's not going to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know a lot of people are picking up Chase Edmonds. I, I, I spoke about Chase Edmonds a couple weeks ago. And I, I have been a big fan of him after after the first two weeks. I, I was telling, we were talking about it. I was saying, watch out for Chase Edmonds eating into his production and into his volume. And here's Chase Edmonds, who's been able to be look better than Kenyon Drake has when he gets the ball. And we'll see. I mean, if Kenyon Drake doesn't turn it around, Chase Edmonds owners, you might be able to have him on your bench and these next couple weeks, it could turn around to where Chase Edmonds could be getting the, those carries uh, versus uh, Kenyon Drake. And now another game. Now this is this is going to be a good one. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts and the Cleveland Browns. I'm actually I, I'm looking forward to this one. Well, the number one handcuff that we spoke about, Hunt. Well, it finally finally pay off with him getting a full load. Yeah, I, I and we've been calling that one, you know, since the since the off season with with Hunt, um, and I think that Hunt now is going to show uh, that he is the more talented running back in that organization. Um, yeah, Chubb, no, no, you know, rem- I, I have nothing bad to say about Chubb. He's he's a phenomenal running back. He's just not the type of talent that Hunt is. Hunt is a dual. Uh, threat running back that is also a three down running back let's not forget what he was doing for the Chiefs before that whole ordeal went down and they released him from the organization Uh, you know Hunt was given a second opportunity with the Browns Um, you know unfortunate for him they had Chubb and and but now he's getting his time and I, I have a strong strong feeling that while Chubb is out, Hunt will remain a top five running back play every single week that Chubb is out. I mean, absolutely. I, I completely agree. And why I've I kept Hunt in our league, even though a lot of people were trying to trade me for Hunt specifically. And I I, tra- I tried like three times. I know. I know. <laughs> and and our uh, Rindo over here tried to try to get me his last week. He he tried to go hunt for Edelman. And I, I wasn't going to do it because I already had Nikhil Harry, so I didn't want two wide receivers from the same team. So I wasn't going to do it anyways. But he wanted to, to give me Edelman, and I was gone on the honeymoon, or anniversary, excuse me, and he was pissed when he saw Chubb go down. And he was like, damn it, now I'm never going to get him. Yeah, you'll never get him. <laughs> and sure enough, he's in my, and now I'm, I'm coming close to that three-headed monster that, that you have. So I got Derrick Henry, I got Kareem Hunt, Aaron Jones, who was on a bye week, but David Montgomery now is going to be on my bench because Hunt's now taking over my flex. It's not a, not a bad running back committee there. Not not at all, not at all. And the biggest thing is, so going into this, right? So Hunt and Chubb was a great one-two punch, right? Great one-two punch. They're the top running team in the league with those two guys. And for fantasy owners. Even with Chubb, you were able to put Hunt as a flex, and he still gave you PPR value. Yep. So if you're in a PPR league, he still gave you value. But this the Ernest Johnson kid, I watched his, his stuff over uh, on Monday after you spoke about it. The dude looks like a younger Kareem Hunt. He literally looks like Kareem Hunt 2.0. When he, when he came into the game and he ran the ball... I was like watching from the kitchen and I'm like, oh, that was a good run by Hunt. And then I heard them say Johnson and I went over to the TV and like hit my DVR to hit rewind. And I was like, Johnson. I'm like, this kid literally looks like Kareem Hunt. Like (laughs) it it, it was just beyond me. I was like, this is literally his, his, you know, carbon copy uh, running back. So that's kind of an interesting situation where, where you, have two running backs that are going to be uh, extremely similar for you know the next several weeks while Chubb is is injured. Yeah, and, and if you're a Chubb owner, you better have gotten Darius Johnson, and and if he can get 10, 10 touches a game, we'll, we can see what he can do with it. But uh, definitely an interesting thing. They're definitely stacked at running back out there in, in Cleveland, and like I said, they're the best rushing team. As of right now, they're the best rushing team in the NFL with those two guys. 
and that's what's kind of helping them win those games, I think, is is those two guys just pounding these defenses together. Yep. And and one thing that I think is super uh, unmentioned right now is how good that Colts defense is. So it's it's going to be it's top of the line. It's going to be a really good matchup to to watch. Uh, you know, Cleveland's running game going up against that Indianapolis defense, and I think that'll be a, a fun matchup to watch. No, absolutely no. You nailed it right on the head there. Indianapolis's defense is is pretty pretty much close to the top in the NFL in in defenses this year. I quietly, mean, they're, they're doing very quietly. Yeah. Nobody's talking about it. No. Everyone talks about the Niners or Pittsburgh or Baltimore or New England. No one's talking about the Colts, yeah. and they're doing some shit. The Colts are they're doing good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, go any other games before we jump into into Monday? Any other games that you are interested in, in checking out? I know we we talked about quite a bit here, but uh, Sunday Sunday's got some games. I mean, I I'd be uh, you know probably kicked in the face if i didn't mention my my raiders are playing the chiefs so that'll be a, oh. that'll be a fun game to uh watch mahomes throw for five thousand yards yeah no absolutely <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get to studs and duds I, I there might be a couple studs and duds from the chiefs and the that raiders game for you yeah i'm i'm, but, I'm uh, just going I'm into just shocked paul glenther our, our defensive coordinator still has a job um uh it's just him, him and the and, uh, the defensive coordinator from the Cowboys. I'm just like every Monday. I'm like, one of the who, which one's going to be fired first? That's that's the that's the question. Is which one's going to be fired first? And then head coaches, you know, Bill O'Brien gets fired, uh, which is a shock to me that it wasn't Adam Gase first. I'm like, I how mean, did Bill? O, I mean, Bill O'Brien rightfully probably deserved. To, I don't know. That that's a strange. He's been the coach there for six years. He's got four division titles. I mean, I don't know. Bill O'Brien, like, uh, he had a, a bad start to the year, but I mean, like, you know, it looked like they were in kind of like this rebuilding phase. You're you're selling off DeAndre Hopkins. You're not, you know, you're clearly doing something there to do like a yeah. rebuild or something. So, as a owner, uh, you, you had to have kind of anticipated some growing pains with what you know the direction bill o'brien was going obviously they they must have had a difference of opinion there and that that david johnson hopkins trade just clearly is so lopsided that you know i i think that bill o'brien just had to go but the fact that gaze is still higher or still still has a a job and is employed is uh is beyond me i mean gosh get rid of the guy i mean they just are so inept he just completely clueless clueless how to run a team and if it wasn't okay now if Rippon didn't throw two absolutely terrible interceptions Rippon was looking better than sam darnold was sam darnold's gonna uh, he's gonna be out of a job soon man he keeps playing the way he's playing absolutely sam Sam darnold and daniel jones just they do not look the part. Sam Darnold, he doesn't look as good as he did early on. Um, he looks like he's he's declined, uh, kind of like Carson Wentz has, has seemed like he's he's really declined as well. So yeah, I don't know. A lot of these these quarterbacks who were kind of on the rise, who were on that watch list as being you know rising stars, have really really declined. And I don't know if a lot of that has to do with no off season and all that good stuff. But you know, it's just it's been pretty pathetic to watch some of these guys. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree. And jumping right into Monday Night Football, we got the Chargers versus the Saints. Ugh. Now, we'll, we will see. Now, Joshua Kelly, is Joshua Kelly going to be able to be that good replacement for those Austin Eckler owners? So, after week one and two, I would have told you that Joshua Kelly is going to be the next Austin Eckler of this year. Uh, kind of what Austin Eckler was able to do last year, stats-wise. Um, but I don't know, man. I think his his fumbling issues. I think he's yep. he's he's losing a lot of credibility within that that locker room, um, and I think their confidence with him has kind of declined as well. I, I, I two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. I don't know, man. I I kind of have this weird feeling that that kid Jackson might come in and in 
kind of start to take hold of that running game. It'll be interesting to see what they do this week, but going up against the Saints isn't going to be a, an easy challenge for Kelly because I, I envision they'll be playing from behind. Uh, and when, when yeah. you're playing from, from behind as a running back, it's hard to get in a groove. It's hard to really get, you know, get going what you're trying to do. But then again, you know, the Chargers are a super underrated one and three team. You know, they, they, they kept the Chiefs. They, are. they kept the Chiefs yeah. to the brink there. Um, they did. You know, this isn't a team that's just like laying down and, and getting steamrolled or anything. You know, the Chargers are losing tight games here. Um, so I don't know. I just I feel like this could be one of those games where the Saints kind of just take off and just really kick their ass, and and Kelly just doesn't really get an opportunity. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And and Justin Jackson is a good job of. He's a good PPR bet. He's. He's definitely going to come in and, and be able to, who knows, we'll see. That's a good point of being able to look at this game and seeing if people should go swoop Jackson while Eckier's out or if they, they can roll with, with Kelly. Yeah, uh, now, I think go, going, going the, into the week, you have to you have to go Kelly. But I but I think to. Jackson is, is number one on the watch list this weekend. And I think you need to, you need to yeah, absolutely, I think you need to watch out for that. And if you're in a deep league, I might just go swoop oh, absolutely. Jackson anyway. Yep. If you've got bench spots or if you've got a luxury of being able to drop somebody that you're just like, I don't really care about this guy, um, go scoop up Jackson so you get him before the waiver wire. Because if Jackson comes in and booms, it, it's going to be one of those guys that you're going to be like, damn it, I really wish I would have went and picked him up. Now I'm going to have to battle in the waiver wire priority list to, to, to get yeah. him. Um, yeah. you know, I did that last weekend with Harris from, from new England. He was dropped before because he was on IR, um, which is so strange to me. Cause it's like, you have IR spots. What? Just put them on your IR. On IR. Yeah. I, I never understand. I never understand why people drop people that you can just put on your IR. Um, unless you only have one IR and you had Chris McCaffrey or someone already. Yeah. On we, it, but... but we have two IRs this year because of COVID. Oh, so it doesn't make sense. Very strange. So, yeah. So I went and scooped him up before the game and then he rushed for a hundred yards and, Everybody's like, you asshole, Bryson, we all hate you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the good news is Braddock and the Snowman are battling not only studs and duds, but we, we are going head-to-head this mano week. Mano y mano. 50% projection on both sides, bro. It is, it is like separated by like point. When I checked last, it was like point two three points or something. Yeah, it's very yeah. very close uh, close matchup here. So yeah, it'll be be fun. We're both three and one. Uh, you're you're number one in the league. You're up above me by like twenty eight. I think twenty eight points or so. Yeah, you closed that gap last week. You closed the gap a little bit. So uh, both three and one will be a good matchup here. It'll be a good matchup. Get- Game of the week for for our fantasy league is Bryduck and the Snowman going going at it. Everybody's everybody wants to see what's going to happen. Absolutely, absolutely. And before we jump into our studs and duds, let's just take a nice little pause and, and listen to another sponsored ad. Does your wife nag at you because you said you'd get to that project six weeks ago? Do you have to Google how to change a light bulb? Are you tired of your friends showing off their home projects? Take control of your home. Be the master of your domain. Visit Home DIY Dan on YouTube and learn how to make your house look like a man lives there. Thank you, Home DIY Dan. Again, go check his videos out. Now that uh, we're, we're getting into a house here pretty soon in the next next month or two, then we I got to go watch some of those videos so I don't make destroy our house here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Congrats on uh, on getting the new house. I know. You're gonna definitely have to check right. out Home DIY Dan, so he can teach you how to fix all all the bullshit around the house that's gonna be falling apart on your honey do list. Get absolutely, and I'm already get ready for that honey do list. I, I'm already getting yelled at for this Josh Allen trade earlier in the season. <laughs> the last thing I need is to screw up our house. Oh man, <laughs> you're really gonna be in the doghouse. I really am. I'm gonna have to D- DIY Dan, Home DIY Dan. Can you help me build a doghouse so I can just <laughs> have a bed? <laughs> a, a man cave doghouse. A man cave doghouse. There you go. There, there's your next video. There's your next video. But jumping into the studs and the duds, Bryson, who was the winner this week? Drum roll. It was a tie. 
<laughs> Boo. Boo. I'd like everybody to know that two of my my studs that I listed actually were studs. Um, they just hit projections on points, so I didn't get the uh, the extra to, to put them over the edge to make them uh, hit for, for counting, but they still had great weeks. And that's why these studs and duds are a little bit harder, everyone. Again, we're going to plus or minus three, so studs, they need to go plus three above their, their average of when we make this list, right? So if they change tomorrow, then... We were locked in for what their points wise was uh, on on Wednesday, and then minus three for the the dud. So whatever that is, so it makes it makes it a little bit more challenging. I, I tell you that we spend a long time looking at these lists to try to figure out who our studs and duds are. That it it is definitely not an easy thing to pick these things. As easy as you may think it is, but yes, we tied last week. I finally. Got on the board, even though it is a tie. You're, <laughs> you're, you're the Bengals of studs and duds. I'm the Bengals of the studs and duds. Just trying to get there. The biggest oh, one that I missed on is fucking Joe Mixon. You come out of nowhere and just score 40-some-odd points. Man, who like, is your friend that just gave you the dig on Instagram? Uh, I think it was Sarah Bryce. Oh, yeah, she, she, pulling out of the weeds. Yeah, she's like, she's like Joe. This Joe Mixon uh, choice is really gonna haunt your dreams. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that was. I mean he didn't hit one. He didn't hit one projected points all season long. Yeah, and then then I choose him, and then he blasts for forty four. I almost went with him again this week to fucking prove ever that Joe Mixon just doesn't do shit in that offense. But I did not, and some of those people that I pulled out of the weeds that uh, that. Sarah Bryce is over here on on Instagram. I, I definitely hit it out of the park on those. So uh, I got, I got some of those again this week, and again it's just more something that we will get into here a little bit further. But Braddock, you like going duds first, right? So hit us up with your three duds. You know, you definitely know how to call duds. Yeah, I'll give you. That. Yeah, so you know, I just want to do a, a quick recap over the course of weeks two, week three, and week four. I'm batting a thousand. Guys, I'm batting yep. a thousand. I'm nine for nine on my duds, um, which means if whatever he lists as duds, everyone just know that player is gonna suck <laughs> for you. So and everybody like <laughs> hates on hates on our Instagram posts. They're like, "Fuck you, man! Jonathan Taylor's playing for me this week. Don't call him a dud." <laughs> and then he and then and then he totally shit the bed. I was getting so many text messages like, "You son of a bitch! You jinxed him." <laughs> Exactly, but uh, exactly. but yeah. So 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 duds uh, starting on a sour note here. Uh, my first dud of the week I'm going to be listing is going to be Miles Sanders. So Miles Sanders going up against the Steelers. Um, Steelers are always tough against the run. He's projected to put up 16.14 points. Um, actually, that that is that changed earlier today, and I I forgot to mark it on yours. It's it's actually 17.21. Oh, even better. Yeah, even. Better give me a little bit more of a cushion here. So yeah, so I mean, the the way that I look at Sanders is is kind of similar to how I'm looking at Drake, where he had high expectations coming into the season and just really hasn't you know put it together in terms of having one of those huge breakout games. He hasn't even eclipsed the 100 yard rushing mark on the season yet. So and I and I think that he, he had that injury going into the season or before the season, and I think defenses now are just starting to see that that decline from from Wentz and saying, you know what, beat us with your arm because exactly we're we're gonna stack it up on on Miles Sanders. At least Miles Sanders is getting stacked up on Kenyon Drake. They're still trying to defend the the run, and Kenyon Drake still wasn't performing. But sorry to cut you off. No, Keep no, going. That, that's a, that's a great point there, and and. And really, you know, that that's just even makes the case even that that much stronger is because exactly, you know, because Carson Wentz has no one to throw the ball to the the teams really can just stack the box against Miles Sanders. It's going to be it's going to be tough sledding for for Miles Sanders this weekend, folks. Um, My next uh, dud up here is going to be Mike Evans. So Mike Evans is projected to put up uh, 16 point five points 
and he is going up against the Bears. So this is obviously going to be a, a tough, a tough matchup. He's already dealing with a little bit of a hammy injury there, um, so I anticipate that you know becoming an issue for him as well. Uh, not to mention his his uh, his target share with uh, with Miller is starting to become a little bit more split, so he's not getting the same amount of volume as he was previously. Uh, you know where he was seeing those 10 12 targets a game uh, now that's dropping yeah. to four six targets a game so his his targets are, are definitely dropping uh, week to week and, and I anticipate that to be the same if he's if he's going into the weekend with a with a hamstring issue yeah short week and then uh, last last up here for my my duds of the week is gonna be obj so we got Odell Beckham jr who just goes out and blows the doors off of the Cowboys uh just has a monster day and uh not not too hard to do so I've got two uh, and totally different topic here but I've got two guys right now that if you have them on your team go sell high while you can because it is very much a what have you done for me lately league and people remember last week's performances and they'll for, they'll dismiss what he did previous to that um obj and joe mixon if you're obj or a joe mixon owner go go try to sell them uh i i anticipate obj going back into what he was the previous four or previous three weeks so um i did that after his he he got 17 points before he blew up last week i did that and i ended up getting james robinson for him now for for obviously for obj for OBJ and OBJ obviously blew the blew fuck up, up last yeah, week. but it's still but. a great trade for you because in the long run, James Robinson is going to be a hell of a lot more valuable to you. I can guarantee you that OBJ. I, I, I'm telling you guys, he had a great week, and that's what people are going to be like. Oh my god, OBJ is back! No, he does this every single year. He has you know a few big standout performances that really you know keep you on the brink of hope with him each week. Um, but he's going to be a huge letdown against a very stingy, difficult Indianapolis Colts defense. Um, Absolutely. I think that that's going to be a tough go for them. I think that the the Browns come into that game trying to control the clock, trying to come in and run heavy. And, I, you know, I don't, I don't think that they're going to be, you know, getting a, a lot of opportunity there with OBJ. No, I agree. That, no, that was a good one. And, and going into my duds, I actually, uh, it's our only one that we we crossed over at is why I try I try not to I try to list out four or five and then I'll make sure I'll take my my three best and even if we kind of hit one that's the same I'll try to throw them out but I couldn't throw out Miles Sanders uh, Miles Sanders uh, again going against Pittsburgh's defense Philly's just trash they are just garbage and Pittsburgh's defense is the second best against the run this year so far so i just that just is more proof that miles sanders is gonna have a tough day uh, against pittsburgh i'm going my second one here is josh jacobs now 16 points is what he's projected i just think that las vegas is just i think the raiders are just gonna get far behind and when josh when the the raiders are far behind and are trailing and in that trailing mode Josh Jacobs just seems to somewhat disappear. His value has gone a little bit higher than it was in 2019. Then uh, with this year in 2020 with being a little bit more active, he's actually projected to finish with 52 uh, receptions, which is uh, much better than it was last year for him. But it just seems that Josh Jacobs kind of disappears and Casey's defense is, is good. They're, they're, they're a very good defense as well. They're very well established and they're playing with each other and uh, they've got a lot of returners. I just think Casey's defense is going to be able to to do a number on on Josh Jacobs and uh, we'll we'll see if I'm right there. But my other one here, my last one is is Michael Gallup and going up against the Jets or excuse me the Giants and obviously the Giants are trash. He's only projected to get 14.25, but Michael Gallup has been a very much a boom or bust type of player with cd lamb amari cooper is tearing it up now dalton schultz has taken a shit ton of targets away from michael gallup 
Uh, it's just, it doesn't seem like Michael Gallup is getting those targets. He's only seen three, maybe four targets a game here versus the, the eight he was seeing last year without CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz. And now Dalton Schultz has seemed to, to see in the most targets out of anyone on that roster right now. Amari Cooper's getting some a lot of love. CeeDee Lamb, they seem to have a game plan with CeeDee Lamb every single week to get CeeDee Lamb involved. So I just think Michael Gallup, again, is just... He's become the, that the, He's become that fourth option. Exactly. He's literally, he's literally become the fourth option. You've got Cooper, you've got Lamb, you've got Schultz, you've got Gallup. Um, exactly. Which was which was really interesting going into the season because when they picked up Lamb, you were kind of like, why did they pick up Lamb? Gallup seemed great last year, didn't really need him. Um, but Lamb just seems so much more explosive. Of, of the three receivers in that first round that were really the big three, you had Judy, Ruggs, and uh and lamb and lamb at least early here in the beginning of the season is definitely showing out to be uh the most you know productive of those three yeah absolutely absolutely no and so that kind of rounds out my duds here uh, going into your studs right who do you got going into the studs uh you know uh, the studs have not been as nice to me man they've not been as nice to me i'm looking at a lot of red here on my list <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the studs have been a little bit harder to project but i will go on to say that every single stud that i've gotten wrong has had near what they were projected they're just not getting over that that plus three of what we talk about so yeah. um like josh allen last week i missed on but obviously he he tore the raiders up and he just didn't didn't get where we needed him to so this yeah he was at like 29 he was literally like right <laughs> there i was like oh my goodness man you couldn't have thrown like, like one really more completion the raiders to come through and <laughs> like, come just... on man uh, so, so my, my studs of the week. So this is going to be a shocker to, to a lot of people because of how much I've been hating on him. But Kenyon Drake, Damn. I'm, I'm lifting the curse. I'm lifting it. Can you feel it? Can you feel it lifting off of you? Kenyon Drake, <laughs> you are going to go out there and you are going to ball out this week against the Jets. They've only got you projected to put up 11.17 points as a starting running back in the NFL with a prolific offense like the Arizona Cardinals are. There's no way that that starting running back should only be getting a projection of 11.17 points. That just goes to show how shitty you've been this season. So you need to go out there and prove everybody wrong and have a hell of a week this week. So if you And if you don't, fantasy owners, sell, sell the shit. Sell, sell, sell <laughs> shit. I mean... Put him on your bench and let him rot away. I, I don't know, but he he is gonna go out there. I I know it. I've lifted the curse. So Kenyon Drake owners, you're welcome. Next up, Travis Kelsey going up against my Las Vegas Raiders, projected to put up twenty point zero one points. Uh, Travis Kelsey is going to completely annihilate the Raiders. We cannot stop tight ends to save our lives. And especially a tight end that's, you know, if not the best, one of the two best tight ends in the league. So we'll we'll leave that debate for a for a foos segment later. But yeah, Travis Kelsey is going to go out there and he is just going to completely dismantle the Raiders and embarrass them. So and that's a lot. That I mean, you're you're saying he's going to get twenty three points easily, easily. I I I anticipate a lot a heavy dose of Travis Kelsey. Every time Travis Kelsey plays the Raiders, and I, I actually I wish I would have done that before this episode and gone back and just pulled every single career, every single game he's had against the Raiders in his, Raiders in his career. I, I guarantee his best games in his career have come against the Raiders. He destroys us every single time we play this guy. That's why he's going to make the Hall of Fame. because Literally because of his games he plays against the Raiders. <laughs> he just embarrasses us. That's why I hate Travis Kelsey. As a football player. As a guy, he's probably a great guy. But as a football player, I hate him. Um, and he's and I've never had him in fantasy. I never get him. So I've never been able to at least enjoy that. At least Patrick Mahomes, I had him last year. So at least I kind of like the guy now. There you go. <laughs> All right. My last stud of the week here is going to be Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott projected to put up 19.98 points going up against the Giants. I anticipate the Giants 
you know, to come out, it's a division game. They're going to play them tough in that first half. They typically always do. Um, the Cow- Cowboys-Giants games, regardless of their, the team's records at the time, uh, they always seem to be highly competitive, you know, matchups. But I think Zeke Elliott, once the Cowboys kind of get out ahead, because that Cowboys offense is just ridiculous. So Retarded. once they just dump a bunch of points on these Giants, I anticipate a heavy volume of Zeke Elliott and a lot of feed me. Um, and Zeke Elliott going to get fed. <laughs> It's a nice list there. Nice list. Thank you. And going into mine, before before we hit mine, what are the rules if one of mine sits out from COVID? Can I get someone in there? Or Yeah, absolutely. So I think we do need to start discussing stuff like that because of how crazy it's been. So yeah, if we make our, our you know choices live here on the air and something happens before Sunday where a player, you know, gets injured or gets covid i think that we are allowed to then bring in an alternate okay all right so i got my alternate ready i'll announce the alternate but it won't count unless he he sits out but going into because yeah the covid thing kind of screwed me up this when we were doing these uh tyler boyd is my first one going against baltimore uh i mean that's uh, it's they're going to be playing from behind uh like the Bengals do every single fucking week but Joe Burrow has seemed to take Tyler Boyd as his number one wide receiver and Burrow is throwing the ball a lot and putting up a lot of yards Tyler Boyd is actually averaging nine targets a game and he's definitely making he's he's making the most out of him I mean he's hit over his projection every single week this this year so he's definitely now some of that could be coming from garbage time and and giving that up but Tyler Boyd is definitely uh only projected to have 3 13.71 points. I think he can definitely get that uh so we'll we'll see there. Now we're going into my my covid case here. Uh Corey Davis uh with the Tennessee Titans. He's going to infect the rest of your studs. He probably is going <laughs> to he's probably going to infect the rest of my studs and duds. <laughs> Hopefully he infects the dids. Uh, but I I've, have liked Corey Davis this year. Ever watching that first game against the Broncos, it just seems like Ryan Tannehill prefers Corey Davis over A.J. Brown. With those play-action passes, uh, Corey Davis has been able to do a lot <coughs> and, and be able to, to average. He averages 13, he's been averaging 13.8 points per game so he's definitely done a great job and he's only projected to have 9.3 points against buffalo and again tennessee's probably going to be playing from behind and they're going to need to pass the ball quite a bit so it just is going to open it up a little bit further uh now my last one here is tim patrick with the broncos now, I know a lot of people don't have him. He's only rostered like 2 or 3%. <laughs> but I'm, tell- I'm telling you right now that he is stepping into that Court- Cortland Sutton role, whether it's the attention going to Jerry Judy. But I can tell you right now that the Broncos have loved Tim Patrick for a long time. There's a reason why they've put up with his injuries that he's had and limited time he's played the last two years and kept him. He's a big-bodied wide receiver. That is a good wide receiver. He's averaging, he's averaging eleven. He's had eleven targets in in two games since Sutton went down. So basically, because Sutton went down in that first half, so a game in a a game and a half, he's had eleven targets since he's been in there. So he's definitely given a, a little a lot of love out there with the Broncos. He's always projected to have six point seven points. Now, he's supposed to be facing Gilmore. I don't know if Gilmore will be going against Judy or if he'll be going up against a Tim Patrick, but Gilmore also tested positive for COVID, so Gilmore might be out this weekend, which could help Tim Patrick quite a bit. And my alternate here is going to be Dearness Johnson with Cleveland, who is only projected to have 6.85 points. I think they're going to continue to do somewhat of a running back by committee. I don't think they're going to give Hunt 25 carries like they're doing with Chubb. 
I just don't think they're, they're going to be able to do that with him since he hasn't had that type of load in a while. So I do think that Dearness Johnson is going to take 10 to 12 touches away from Hunt overall in that game. And we'll see if it's in the PPR as a third down back or what it is. But Cleveland's the number one rushing team for a reason. And I think they're going to continue using that running back by committee. I will say that you, you definitely went into the weeds for some of these names. Um, but for some of these people or for some of our listeners that are in deeper leagues, these are some under the radar sleeper guys that you should definitely be targeting. And, and <clears throat> if nothing else, putting them on your watch list, you know, you, you've got Tim Patrick and, and obviously Dearness Johnson, who we, we've been talking about. And I think, you know, a lot of people have been talking about this week as one of the top waiver wire ads. Um, these are some guys that you should be definitely taking notice of because Tim Patrick, you know, seeing that type of volume could certainly become uh, a, a huge PPR value, uh, especially for those deeper leagues. Absolutely. So good choices. Absolutely. Good choices. Before, before we, we jump into our closing remarks, who did, who did you go with your Survivor League? I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I, I got I got to right. go Cardinals. They're going up against the Jets. Um, you know, I just feel like if if I haven't chosen the team yet and there it's a team that's facing the Jets you gotta you gotta pick that team the Jets are Absolutely. Jets are Jets are in the uh, the running for for Trevor Lawrence it's funny in that first half I didn't text you I texted my other buddy who's a Broncos fan and I was like son of a bitch if I as a Raiders fan have to face Patrick Mahomes and Trevor Lawrence for the next 10 years I'll fucking lose my shit <laughs> and then the Broncos won and I was like oh thank god because <laughs> I do not want to see Trevor Lawrence in a fucking Denver Broncos uniform Perfect. good god Perfect. could you imagine oh man it would just Love be it. terrible but yeah with, with Cardinals who'd you go with I'm going with Dallas so that's going to be kind of a, a, a tough one because the Giants always played Dallas very well and it's kind of a toss-up but I needed to take a risk uh, because these next couple weeks are, are going to be a stretch and we'll, we'll we'll be bringing those in here a little bit but just finished my beer here need to grab another one hit us up with those closing remarks yeah absolutely great episode guys um you know make sure that you guys are following us on on instagram so uh social media instagram youtube at fantasy football bs uh twitter at fantasy fbbs like the snowman said you know uh, we're, we're always posting stuff on our Instagram, especially on the weekends and especially Sunday morning. So make sure you're checking our stories Sunday mornings uh, for, for that fire drill of, of injuries and, and people that you should be paying attention to that might be getting yanked, you know, minutes before game time. So we'll, we'll keep you up to up to the minute so that you can keep those lineups prepared and ready to go. So that way you're not starting somebody who's out and, and all that good stuff. So uh, just make sure you're following us. Uh, also we'll be posting our, our top waiver wire picks every single Tuesday. So make sure on Instagram on Tuesdays, you're, you're looking for those. Those will be when we're going to post up our, our top waiver wire ads of the week. Uh, listen to us on, on Spotify, iTunes, Google, uh, uh, Acast, wherever you listen to your podcasts, share it with your friends at fantasy football BS next episode next week. We'll be going over injuries again. And then we're also going to be going over bye week replacements. So we're going to be coming up on uh, bye weeks here uh, starting up and people are going to have to start getting prepared for that. So you'll definitely want to listen in on that episode so we can help you guys be prepared of uh, how to how to adjust for bye weeks and how to uh, navigate the waters of who to drop and how to pick people up and all that good stuff. Um, Also, we'll be going over our studs and duds uh, for next week as well. Uh, thank you to all of our sponsors, uh, Home DIY Dan, Air Care Heating and Cooling, and the Bay Breakers. Uh, Air Care Heating and Cooling, uh, as always, you can reach them at 408-809-7350 or visit them at www.aircareheatandcool.com. Thanks a lot, guys. Peace out. Yeah. Yes, I'm doing all I can at best. I got to spit it to who I am, no less. Then whatever you expected, I blessed it every second. All my thoughts are resurrected. It's a message that I sent in a bottle from a far land.